Hello, everyone. Tatia Hao. We are the PHPS UK Student Union, and this is the episode four of our podcast. Each week, we invite entrepreneurs, business professionals, and experts from different backgrounds to talk about their success stories. My name is Zaid, and I'll be your host today. And my name is Tatiana. I'll be your co-host. This week we are talking about stress management and the tools we can use to unleash the power of our mind. Today our guest is our fellow student and a member of the PHPS UK Student Union, Adel Mowin. Adel is a success consultant, expert in mindfulness and hypnosis practices, who helps individuals to unleash their inner potential and change their life for better. Hello, Adel. First of all, thank you very much for your time. It's an honor having you with us today. Hey, Zayed. It's my honor, my pleasure to be here at our SDU. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Of course. Uh, could you please talk us through your background? Uh, what inspired you to go in the fields of hypnosis and mindfulness? Yeah, so as you know, I help out people. I want them to explore their deepest potentials. And the way I do this is a heaven and earth approach. I like to think of it like both practical stuff and more stuff that is like woo-woo to some people. And I have found that the, the lines between them are not as clear cut as we think. And also some of these woo-woo stuff are extremely effective and extremely practical. And they are not as esoteric as one might think. And you can really mix them with the practical stuff. And the thing is without the practical stuff, it's not all that useful. Hypnosis is really on the, in between these two. It's not, it's not you know, completely woo-woo. There's some research on it. Uh, there is a lot of powerful results that people are getting from it all the time. And so it's kind of falls between those two. But I do also things like energy work and energy healing and I do energy work. For me, it's been extremely effective. The reason I got into it was actually because for myself, I was, I was dealing with a lot of pain, right? I had some things basically happen. Um, so I went from like being completely healthy, completely like my body was extremely amazing, extremely powerful uh, to like having a lot of pain and it wasn't really functioning so well after something happened. And after this, I was having a lot of pain for a few years. I went to many doctors, nobody could help. Uh, even some of these symptoms were even being like misunderstood. I even got almost operated on and I went very close to being operated on, but just because of my own research, for example, in this case, I found out, okay, maybe it's something else that looks like it. But basically I'm trying to say is that sometimes doctors couldn't help me as well. So I had to find my own way and to deal with the pain, I went into things like energy healing and so on, uh, Reiki, for example, but also hypnosis. Hypnosis on its own can also really aid in healing and extremely effective also in managing pain. And then from that point on, I also explored hypnosis. Um, yeah, and my life, it's been, you know, the way it's been, I kind of turned it around. <laughs> so I think that's in that area, I'm also able to help people with basically success and achieving success. 
That's uh, very interesting. And uh, it is safe to say that uh, uh, hypnosis and mindfulness has uh, changed many people's lives. Me, one of them, you also one of them. So you, you mentioned that you were an expert in hypnosis. Could you please mm -hmm. talk us through what it is and how it can help individuals with pain, stress and anxiety? So hypnosis basically is a way of getting you into a state of trance, which is an altered state where if you guys are familiar with it, it's like at the top, there's the conscious stuff. Then at the bottom, there is all these other things that are outside of our conscious awareness. But the fact that they're outside of our conscious awareness doesn't mean that they are not influencing us. They are influencing us all the time. And in fact, a lot of the conscious things we decide, they are based on these unconscious things. You know, you may think that you decided to, for example, go eat that food, you decided to say that thing, but in fact, there, a lot of it is stemming from that unconscious stuff and it's not from your conscious decision. Or in fact, your conscious decision is not as conscious as you may think sometimes. And so the way hypnosis works is it gets rid of the barrier that can basically prevent you from accepting things it can make it easier for you to really let those suggestions through. You can at any point choose when you're under you know, hypnosis, when you're going through hypnosis as a subject, you can always choose whether you act on those suggestions that you receive or not. It's always up to you. But basically hypnosis gets rid of that critical factor, that uh, barrier, let's say that guard, that guardian that sits there and ensures commands don't easily get through, that you don't get easily influenced and makes it much easier for you to get influenced by suggestions that are given. And the thing is, it's not as unusual as you may think. Like when you're watching a movie or when you're reading a book, you're also putting yourself in trance. And this is why I don't think this hypnosis stuff is that weird or that inaccessible to people. Like fact of the matter is most of the time we are going through trance. Every day we are going through many trances. And what I do and what I teach my clients to do is to just take control of this, you know, so that you're not being influenced by things all the time without your own knowledge and consent. I'm giving you the control to actually decide, okay, what do I want to let into my head? How do I want to deal with it? And I encourage people at the end of the day, you know, I tell my clients at the end of the day, go do some clearing, you know, and I do it myself as well. So that you remove all of these influences that you may not have wanted to accumulate in there. These stuff are completely normal and much more accessible than one might think because we're always experiencing many states of trance throughout the day. And hypnosis is a way of putting you in that state to get you the results that you want so that you are in control of it and not some people who want to, you know, feed you their propaganda or make you buy their product or make you buy into their stories. So the sales of their book or the sales of their movie increases. I'm giving my clients back the control. I'm giving them the results they came for. And if they decide to be one of the clients that stay for my longer course, I also help them learn how to put themselves into this state and how to do a certain procedures to remove any less than positive influence and influence themselves in a positive way. 
Um, and regarding how it can manage anxiety, how it can manage pain, how it can manage um, stress. And with hypnosis, it becomes extremely easy to resolve these things because you can really communicate with that unconscious part of the brain, that unconscious part of your being. And that's where all of these things stem. You know, having dealt with pain all my life myself, I, uh, I have learned that pain is not as real as we think it is. It's actually like just your brain, parts of it are lighting up, um, giving you a signal. It's essentially a signal from your nervous system that, hey, something is not right. And maybe there is imminent danger. Maybe there is a danger to your survival. That's all that pain is. And sometimes there really is a danger, but in cases of like people who deal with chronic pain, um, often it's not. And same thing with anxiety. I mean, like the root of it is the fact that they imagine it to be so. That's what makes it extremely real to them. And that's when hypnosis can be extremely useful because you can really work with that inner software that they have and really see, okay, how can we make this right? We can clear the negative things that are causing that. We can, you know, add more positive things in later on and just really kind of like how you program an application. You can also program your brain this way. It's very interesting, Ado. Uh, as you know, university can be quite stressful knowing that we're in a global pandemic and we have final exams and final week. What do you think is the optimal way to manage this stress? The first one I'd like to share is, I think that we gotta get inside our bodies more. So the thing is we are all up in our head most of the time because we have to, I used to be extremely like this. Um, I was born and raised in Iran. And I remember when I came to the Netherlands, at some point I went to like a counselor and this person was telling me about this and I was just, I had a long time until I really learned what it means to like get inside your body because I was always up in my head. And I really think the more I live, the more situations I experience, the more I realize how important this is to get out of your head and experience your whole body. And the second one I would like to share is acceptance and non-resistance. And this goes a long way in also really reaching a state of happiness, true happiness. Basically, okay, I don't wanna get into another uh, rabbit hole of what really happiness is and all that, but let's just say that it's not about the external situation so much. It's more like a muscle that you can strengthen. And one way to do so is really through acceptance and non-resistance. And this also, um, goes hand in hand with some of the later points we'll be talking about, like meditation. But what I mean is the situations in your life, your thoughts, your emotions, just accept them. And this doesn't mean you don't do anything about them, but this just means that you first accept them so that then you can actually handle them. If something makes you angry, if somebody does something um, hurtful to you, if somebody says something that upsets you, accept it. This doesn't mean that you're forgiving them. This just means that you understand and accept that this ha just happened. Um, another thing is knowing yourself, knowing your goals, your values, your morals, your principles. I think this is extremely important because you, know, you look at people who go through all kinds of crazy challenges and 
those who have a clear idea of who they are and a clear idea of what their mission is, what their vision is, they are the only ones who have a chance of making it to the finish line. Those who don't, their brain just crumbles under the challenge. So I think an extremely important part of life, not just because of this, this is a small part of it, you know, exams and dealing with stress, but in general in your life, I think if you know yourself, if you know who you are, what kind of person you are, what kind of life you want to live, where are you right now and where you want to go, then even if there are challenges, even if there is a stress, you know clearly why you're putting yourself in that situation. And you don't have this feeling of, you know, victim mindset. You don't have this, basically you feel in control. You know why you're doing what you're doing and you go for it. And then you will be surprised how much strength you have. I agree with you. And uh, I, um, I think that breathing is very important. I've done multiple mm -hmm. uh, meditation courses and uh, breathing was, also, was always mentioned. And I was wondering if you had any any breathing routine or a tip you could share with us yeah uh sure basically breathing is extremely important as you mentioned because it's one of the couple of things that we have both conscious control of and that it also involuntarily takes care of itself the other one being our blinking rate so when your breathing is relaxed and controlled it's really difficult for your mind to not also be relaxed and controlled and also vice versa. When your breathing is chaotic, irregular, same thing tends to happen with your mind. So if you can make your breathing as controlled and as regular as possible, it's extremely good for you. And one of the breathing ways I do it is called box breathing, where you breathe in for, for example, for four seconds of time, you exhale, for the same amount of time, and then you hold the breath out for that same duration. That's just one way to tap into the power of your breath. There are more, countless ways, you know. Thank you, Adel. Um, I really like those practical uh, tools and practices. I think mm -hmm. each of us can really try them without um, uh, like not, not really being a professional, just useful mm -hmm. like um, practice on a daily routine. I have a question yeah. regarding mindfulness because I think mm -hmm. you, both you and Zaid uh, mentioned it a few times. Can you please briefly explain what is actually mindfulness? Mm -hmm. So the way I define mindfulness, uh, Tatiana, is that you stop being on autopilot. You stop running on autopilot. And because most people, our brains... <laughs> are running on autopilot. There are so many thoughts coming in, going out, and we are not aware of them even. And mindfulness is becoming aware of your whole existence, your whole being and what's going on in your world. It can involve, of course, it involves all of these, I think, you know, your body, what's going on with your body, what's going on with your mind, what's, go what's going on with your breathing. What sounds do you hear? What smells do you smell? What tastes do you taste? All of these. I think that mindfulness is just becoming aware of your existence, essentially. Well, that's great. Thank you. Why do you think people need mindfulness? Why do they need to practice uh, mindfulness? I think that mindfulness is extremely important because most of us are living in the past or in the future. And we are imagining all these situations 
the thing is with the past, the past is not real. Even your imagination of it, it definitely isn't how the thing actually happened. And every time you imagine something, you're actually editing that memory. So I really don't think that it's useful to live your life in the past. If something is causing problems, of course, it's useful, you know, with the help of a professional if needed to go back and explore it and fix things. In the future, also living, you know, there's so many variables, like who could have predicted uh, COVID-19, for example. If you look at it like, okay, there are so many variables that we don't know about what can happen the next day, even the next minute. So really all that we have is this moment. Maybe all that is real is this moment even. And based on the decisions you make in this moment, your future can change and your past also really may not matter at all. So mindfulness really puts you in the driver's seat, you know, really lets you be in this moment so that you can actually have a window of opportunity to make your life the way you want it to be. I think that's the most practical way of looking at it and the most obvious benefit of it. But also look at how much anxiety people experience just by using their imagination, you know, from things that are not real. And that's because of living in the future or people who depress themselves by thinking about the past um, all the time or thinking about the future and instead they are not living, you know, and your body, it's a live organism and it's actually full of bacteria who are colonizing us in our gut. They also wanna live, you know, and your body really wants to live. So if you actually want to live, if you want to be healthy, if you want to be powerful, if you want to shine, I think that you gotta be mindful. You gotta be in this moment, you gotta be present so that you can make as a result of that, the right decisions and really live, you know, this way you invite life and vitality into you. And I think that that's another benefit of it. And just the fact that you're more relaxed, the fact that you're more grounded, instead of living in your imagination, you're living in here and now. I think that's extremely powerful and it can be your gift to the world and to the people around you. Uh, are there any particular steps I can or should follow if I want to practice mindfulness you know, if I wanted to become a part of my like way of thinking? Um, so actually I had a few other points I wanted to mention. And one of them is about this, killing bad habits and building good habits, right? So regarding what you just mentioned, the good habits part and then the mindfulness. I think that some people make it extremely hard for themselves. And I used to do this as well. I think when you're starting a new habit, uh, you shouldn't make it impossible for yourself and you shouldn't make it extremely difficult for yourself. You should make it as easy as possible. Um, there was some, I forgot the name of the guy who came up with this concept, but I'm sure you guys know it also. Like when there is a lot of difficulty versus when there is very little difficulty, challenge, right? And then in between those, there is the flow state and you really wanna keep yourself in that flow state, which means, when you start a mindfulness practice and the steps of it, the way I would recommend you to do it, but of course I recommend you do your own research because there's so many ways to do these things, meditation, mindfulness, there are many ways to do it. And I have tried many of them as well. And even right now I do a few of them, you know, depending on how I feel during that day, which one I feel guided to do. But one way to do it is you just sit down and you don't have to sit down cross-legged, but you could 
And if you do, I recommend you put a cushion under your uh, buttocks, or you could use like a um, meditation cushion, for example. I think it's really useful since I got one. It's helped my posture so much, and it feels much more comfortable. Um, another way, and another way is to just sit on the chair, and then you just become aware of your breathing. You just become aware of your body. Just feel your whole body and then become aware of what you see around you, especially in your peripheries, like not directly in front of you. Just become aware of what you see in your peripheries, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, and really avoid labeling things. Just become aware and just take it all in. Um, so that's regarding the meditation one, the mindfulness. Just start with one minute. And then if that's easy for you, make it two, make it three. Don't even start with 10 minutes because 10 minutes sounds like very little, but it's actually a good deal of time. So I recommend you guys make it as easy as possible for yourself to integrate this habit in your life. After knowing yourself, express. Don't impress, don't repress. I really think that the PC culture sucks. I think that we gotta be able to express ourselves as human beings and you can go write things down. You can go draw something, you can go out in the nature and yell your frustrations out, but also on a, um, on a different level, you know, when you're hanging out with people, especially your friends, just express yourself, you know, just be real about who you are. And I think this goes a long way into also the next point that I wanna mention. And by not impressing also, by the way, you just save yourself a lot of pain and by not repressing, same thing. And if somebody says something that upsets you, I recommend if you want to forgive them, go and express that as soon as possible. Of course, in a proper way, but really express. Don't impress, don't repress. Another thing is surround yourself with awesome people because you pick up on these things. Like when you hang out with people who are awesome, it really makes your life much better. And being real, expressing also helps attract these people and screen for the right kind of people to surround yourself with. If you see people who are really down, who are, you know, always complaining, try to help them out. But if it's just who they are, I recommend you keep your distance from them. Um, but at the same time, you know, if some, all of us need to vent sometimes, and I think it's a great thing to like lend an ear to someone. Another thing is, kill bad habits, build good habits. And one of those is the meditation and mindfulness. And, our, and I think this is what's really important if you wanna be happy long-term and if you wanna kill stress as well. Exercise, especially anything that puts you in your body and it doesn't have to be running and fast exercises. It can also be yoga. It can also be Feldenkrais movements, which are like awareness of your movement. Um, processing emotional wounds is the next one. You may need the help of a therapist for this, but not necessarily, you know, of course, process your emotional wounds, just see, okay, what do I need to do to deal with this thing? And don't get caught up in like, okay, why am I experiencing this? No, just tend to what you can do to fix it up. Um, and live a life of your design, you know, based on all of the above, based on knowing yourself, who you are, etc surrounding yourself with the right people, live a life of your design. Of course, we all have to make some transactions for those points in your day where you have a lot of control over it. And I just recommend you use them to the maximum. Another thing is um, your mindset and then your self-talk based on this. Really be careful what you're saying to yourself. 
what you're saying about other people also, because when you say something about the other person, it also awakens something within yourself. So I really recommend be, be good to yourself at least. Be as good as possible and just last point, enjoy yourself, enjoy life, you know, enjoy life much as possible. Like it doesn't have to be, this whole thing doesn't have to be a very serious thing, doesn't have to be something that is full of effort. No, just take it easy, just enjoy life. I think that if you don't do that, then at some point you will get old and you will be like, what just happened? Just enjoy your life. That's a priceless advice. Mm -hmm. Adele, it yeah. was a pleasure having you here with us, learning from you and uh, just speaking to you. It's a, pleasure is all mine. Thank you. It really means a lot having a fellow uh, classmate talk to us about his area of expertise. Because as yeah. you know, this podcast is not limited to only professionals, but uh, is open to everyone who has a story that can inspire people and create the value to people's lives. Yep. And I'm glad that I could take part both as an entrepreneur starting out and as a student and as a member of our student union. And thank you guys for having me. Really glad I could yes. participate in this. Thank you, Edel, for your insights and for your uh, practical advice. The topic is actually quite broad, but fascinating for me personally. So yeah, mm -hmm. we could spend hours talking about it, but thank you so much again. If you would like to reach Adil, you can find him on Instagram. His account is Adelmoin, A-D-E-L-M-O-I-N, and he'll be happy to talk to you.